is, man. A leap of faith. This is the way. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today we're here to give our spoiler-free thoughts about House of the Dragon Episode 7, which drops this coming up week on HBO and HBO Max. And before we get into our review, we'd like to thank Warner Brothers Discovery and HBO Max for sending us these screeners so that we can let you guys know what's coming up in the week ahead. Of course, spoiler free, as I say, each in every episode, we want to save those surprises for your guys' first time watch and your second time watching, your third time watch, how many times you end up watching this episode or this series Who knows? But we are here to serve you the tea. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, we're here on a Thursday. Another Hot D Thursday for us. How you been? Spilling the Hot D tea. Yes, spilling the Hot D tea. I'm very excited about this episode because not only is it dark figuratively, it's kind of dark literally, um, I will say. But we'll get into that when we get into our industrial reactions. Yeah, this is going to be the, the toughest one to not spoil anything for because uh, quite a bit happens. Oh, yeah, definitely. There is a lot that happens in Episode 7. And, of course, as we mentioned before, this is spoiler-free. We are not here to give any spoiler thoughts we want you guys to enjoy the episode for what it is and also if you're a book reader out there i see you guys out there on on reddit and twitter don't ruin things for non-book readers because it's like i don't know it's weird i didn't see a lot of spoilers for during game of thrones when that was running for book readers but a lot of the book readers nowadays they're getting a little too uh cocky like yeah you know what happens but it's still cool to see it unfold on the big screen or your television screen. Sometimes the big screen. There are a few theaters that do um, stream House of the Dragon at movie theaters uh, throughout the country. Uh, My friend Kyle is lucky enough to do that. So I was very, very jealous. I'm like, ugh, man, I really wish I could do that every Sunday. I can go to the theater and watch House of the Dragon on the big screen. That would be pretty freaking awesome. But Devin, are you ready to journey back to Westeros to give our review, our our thoughts? Yes. One one last journey in time, hopefully. <laughs> okay. It, this is like right after episode six. This is like Yes, thanks. Thankfully, I think I think they said maybe there's one more time jump this season, but then none season two, which made me very happy. I'm assuming for, I mean, yeah, there's definitely going to be at least one more for this 
um, for this season, but you kind of have to just lean into it. It is what it is. But that was my biggest complaint since the first couple episodes, and it, it got ugly last episode because I just I was just lost. There are characters that I didn't recognize. It's just it's just a lot. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to House of the Dragon episode seven. The road ahead is uncertain, but the end is clear. We are better defended. Against him. Whomever may dare to challenge us. The threat of war looms. The gods have yet to make a man who lacks the patience for absolute power, Your Grace. And we are back to give you our spoiler-free review of House of the Dragon, Episode 7. Again, we're just going to be giving our initial reactions. There is a lot happening in this episode. Like, a lot of things happen. So we are just going to give our brief thoughts. And again, thank you to HBO Max and Warner Brothers Discovery for sending us these screeners so that we can give you guys the tea. So, Devin... Let's just start off. What did you think of this episode? Your 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 initial reactions, your your spoiler-free thoughts. Yeah, like I mentioned before, I'm glad we haven't time skipped this episode. We're we're sticking with this current period because it's it's just nice to actually see the events unfold. You don't really know what you missed during the time jumps, but it just seems like a lot of years that go by. I don't know if maybe there's not many events happening in in the world, but um it's nice to see a lot of events happening in this episode, which was very very action-packed and just a lot of a lot of storylines coming to fruition and they actually focus on on characters that i i know exist unlike the the strong family just kind of spooked up on me last episode especially the the one who is is the kid's dad apparently i don't ever even remember him being in a prior episode clubfoot the guy with the cane no no the one the one who's like who got in the fight with Sir Christian and kind of looks like him too. So yeah, let, really quick. Uh, so we will be spoiling for episodes one through six. So if you haven't seen episodes one through six up to this point, of course, again, we're not going to be spoiling for episode seven, which is what this re- review is about. But I just wanted to throw that out there. So to answer your question, uh, Devin, for um, that character, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name, um, but the. That's part of the issue. Quote unquote father. Well, I mean, I, I know who he is. Like in, in my mind, I'm just blanking on his name right now since we are uh, recording. But the father of Rhaenyra's children, the alleged father, as we found out from episode six, he was in episode, I think it was either three or four, uh, for a brief moment when Rhaenyra went out in the town with Damon. Because when she's running back, like when Damon like abandons her and she's like on her way back to the Red Keep, she runs into um the guard or the guy from the Night's Watch. Or not Night's Watch, I'm sorry, the City Watch. I apologize. I am a blanking on his name right now, and it's driving me insane. But yeah, he was in it for a brief second. Yeah, I just found it weird to kind of just make him a focal point for an episode when we really haven't even met him 
I didn't know who he was. Yeah, he he was only in the uh, episode for like he's popped up here or there, but he hasn't had a lot of speaking lines. Um, in the books, the, it does go into a little bit more detail, but again, with the books, it is more of like a a time period uh, piece or. It it, re- it reads like a history book, excuse me. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it was just cool to get get to back to these kind of core characters, and then the kids of these core characters that we've been introduced to last episode. Their blonde wigs and make them look like Finn Wolfhard. I don't know if you saw that picture. Oh, I I did. It, it, they were saying like Mike Targaryen, which is really funny. And so I just I his name was on the same tip of my tongue. Um, the knights, the father of Rhaenyra's three children, uh, which one's still a baby, um, as Joffrey, the brunettes. Yeah, they're they're uh, it, that's Sir Harwin Strong. I, I don't know why I was like blanking on his name. I'm like, it's on the tip of my tongue. I see his name. I can't for whatever reason like get it out, you know, out of my mouth. But yeah, Sir Harwin Strong is um. He's the father, <laughs> like you, because within the Game of Thrones universe, usually, for for the most part, depending on the house, you know, the you would take that. That is a way that they are able to identify if the child is legitimate. Obviously, you have two Valerian because you get two blonde hairs. I don't think it's. I'm not really up on my genealogy or recessive genes or anything, but I'm guessing two blondes will not make a brown headed child very often. No, not very often, at least within the world of Westeros. Um, there are a few um, exceptions to that, but you have two, you know, Valerian or like old blood Valeria together. And yeah, they should have platinum here. <laughs> um, I mean, it's more blonde in the series, but as we see in episode six with Damon and Lena, you know, the, the blood, the blood of Ovalera, you know, it runs through them, you know, Targaryens and the Valerians, their children have platinum hair or blonde hair. Well, however you want to say it, clearly that is not the <laughs> Rhaenyra. Even Allison's kids got the blonde hair and she's, she's the ginger. Right. And that is usually normal because, it, it it is with the the children would essentially take after the father's hair color, um, depending on the house. Again, like the Baratheons, it's a little bit different. But I don't know. There was a, there was a separate Game of Thrones genealogy to to study up on. There's yes, there there definitely is. Um, so um, Reyna, the the queen who never was in the book, she has black hair because her. I believe it was her father was a Baratheon. I'm blanking right now. If anyone is out there, let me know. But I digress. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're getting off track. Uh, did you have any other thoughts before I give my initial reaction? <laughs> yeah, without without spoilers, there's not really much else to say. Um, cool dragons, uh, another haircut, pretty important haircut, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we, <laughs> we could talk about it all day, Devin. Like, I could give you like the business, you know. Like, I got the books I could send your way. I got the audio audio books. You can log into my my Amazon account. You know, you can listen to them anytime you want to. Like, it, there's a lot. But yeah, the, the genealogy um, within Game of Thrones. Once you understand, it's like, oh yeah. But yeah, obviously this is the the show, and um, even though you have like quote unquote half blooded like Targaryens like 
Reyna, who in the books has black hair. They made her hair blind or platinum, whatever, for the show to easily identify that. And of course, you know, with people of color, which I think was really, really nice touch because if they never did that, I feel like people would have been so lost, like more lost than what obviously there's a lot of characters in Game of Thrones. Obviously, we're getting a lot. We have what? Oh, my gosh. Nine, ten, like ten, like eleven cousins running around right now up to like episode six. So for my initial reaction for episode seven, again, spoiler free, um, this is a killer episode. The the twig, the tension breaks and things just go wild in a way that you're not really expecting. I felt like there were a few similarities to a few altercations or encounters in the Game of Thrones, um, but I'm not going to say which episode. It's just something I kind of noticed, but it plays out differently, which is why I enjoy about this world is that you can have somewhat similar situations that happen in House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones, but they play out a little bit differently. Of course, we already saw that twice within House of the Dragon with uh, Emma's death, how she died during childbirth, and then Lena's death, which she chose to set, I guess you could say, fire, dragon suicide herself because, you know, the, the baby wasn't coming out. Damon was also forced with that decision, but she made it upon herself to make her own decision. But within this episode, like I said earlier, it is a very dark episode figuratively and literally. Um, I will say, since I have an OLED TV, um, I, I, I had to pump up the brightness a little bit, but that's just because of the way I have set my TV because... Yeah, it's great that, you know, OLED TVs have like the truest blacks, but sometimes you are at a bit of a disadvantage where it's like, okay, I really need to like turn the volume or not the volume, excuse me, the brightness of my TV a little bit because a lot of the, um, there's just a lot of dark scenes within this episode. Like I said, overall, it's such a great episode. Again, like I'm loving Emma D'Arcy as Rhaenyra. Olivia Cook is delivering it. Everyone is bringing their A game this episode. The adults, the children, everyone. And I'm just like, yes, <laughs> like give it to me. But, you know, we, uh, there's it's so many events that happen in this episode. And I can't talk about it, of course, because we want everyone to experience it for themselves. But, of course, you know, we, we have just, again, you know, Damon doing very Damon things. And there is a twist in this episode. I would say there's about maybe two twists in this episode. One big twist in this episode that are going to leave people talking um, for for the next, like, week, for, for sure. Like, it is very, it's... It's it's a crazy plot twist that's going to leave the audience like, whoa, like, you know, just petrified altogether for episode seven. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I cannot <laughs> talk about this. But all I have to say is the tension snaps and all hell breaks loose. That's all I'm going to say. So 
That's all. Uh, that's all I have to say. Devin, is there anything else you wanted to mention uh, in our spoiler-free review of episode seven? We, we can go back to the to the genealogy thing if you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree that there were definitely some dark scenes in this one. I remember, obviously, I never watched Game of Thrones, but I remember that that one episode there where Twitter was just ablaze because of how dark it was and nobody could see. I can see a similar thing happening this Sunday. We'll see how that goes. Yes. I do agree there um, because like you just mentioned that there are, there's a lot of scenes that take place at nights. And if you have an OLED TV, got to pump up that brightness a little bit um, for the episode that you're talking about for uh, game of Thrones, the, the long night, I think that was episode three of season eight where, you know, the, the, the long night comes to Winterfell and a lot of people were like, couldn't see a thing. And I believe they have fixed that since, you know, especially if you own like the, uh, the Blu-rays or the, the 4k Blu-rays, whatever it's physical copies, or if you're watching it on streaming, I believe they have fixed that much like the, the infamous, uh, Starbucks coffee cup in season eight. Um, <laughs> God, that was so funny, but yeah, I could see there being a similarity because like I said, there's a lot of cave, scenes and a lot of at night scenes as well. Um, but yes, I do agree with you there for sure. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we close out here? Because I will go on a rant <laughs> if I, if I keep talking, Yeah, I'll just, I'll just let the people know this is definitely the most, the most happening one episode so far. I'd say like everything just kind of comes to a head, like you mentioned, and we finally get some, we get some action here. That's for sure. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> man like i'm just i can't wait to watch this episode again i i really just can't like it is going to be fantastic like i said in previous episodes everyone's just bringing their a game and you know i I understand a lot of people were attached to um melee alcock um as rhaenyra but i just gotta say emma darcy is really bringing it home for you know for her being the older version of Rhaenyra I think it is a smooth transition much like it is for Olivia Cook and uh for Allison's and they've been doing such a great job um just want to say you know a great job to everyone involved because like we said Game of Thrones is back you know time jumps say what you want about them but it's it is very true to the books this does kind of fill in a few of the speculations that the books kind of just leave off as, Oh, you know, they don't really know what happens because fire and blood, the book takes place. It's written by like the maesters. It's not written by the point of view of the characters who are actually involved in this, um, in this story, this, this downfall of the Targaryen dynasty. But with all that said, again, we would like to thank HBO Max and Wonder Brothers Discovery for sending us these screeners for you guys so we can get this out for you guys. So we're very, very excited for you guys to watch this week's episode. Let us know what you thought of the episode and tweet at us at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. 
And with all that said, if you liked what you heard on today's episode, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. And really quick, what is coming up? My gosh. There's a lot happening. Of course, we're going to be covering House of the Dragon, giving our spoiler-free reviews each and every week for you guys. We're also covering She-Hulk each and every week for you guys as well. So our episode seven review will be dropping around maybe the same time this does, maybe a few days later on a Monday. And we also have our Midnight Club, or excuse me, the Midnight Club review dropping for you guys on October 7th. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Officially spooky season coming up here within the next few days. So, you know, we got all that good uh, goodness coming out for you guys. And you can also check out our Avatar The Last Airbender Book 3 Fire series revisited um, review that is up on the podcast, as well as our previous House of the Dragon episodes and She-Hulk episodes. And we have a few other just great movie reviews out there for you guys for like Barbarian, Orphan First Kill, uh, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. We've just been hammering it home for you guys because we love you guys so much. And as well as our Don't Worry Darling review. So definitely check out all those on your favorite audio podcast platforms of choice and we hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you guys later and that's a wrap for today thank you all for listening and if you enjoy the show leave us a five-star rating review on apple podcast and spotify and follow us on twitter and instagram to stay in the know that was Devin. my name is christian we'll see you guys in the next one peace